Shkalim Perik Vav Mishnah Vav 6-6. The previous Mishnah had mentioned those 13 different chests into which coins were kept for different purposes, and three of them, which we didn't discuss at length in the Mishnah, were the ones for the Eitzim, the Levona, and the Zahav, the Chaforos. Eitzim is the wood for the Pyre and the Mizbeach. Levona is the frankincense, which can be offered as a separate korban to itself. And Zav Lechaparas was the gold for the utensils, according to most Mephorshim. So our Mishnah is going to, here in Mishnah Vav, is going to go back to that, but but really our Mishnah goes off topic. Meaning, the basic halacha is, if a person wants to give money towards wood on the Mizbech, for example, he can just put any amount of money he wants, coins inside that shofar, and then the money will be used to purchase wood, and that's that. Our Mishnah really is going to be focused on what I will call a nedarim sugya. That is, say, if a person makes a neder, a vow, to bring something as an offering. So he says, Hare alai, I commit upon myself with a binding power of a neder to bring wood for the mezbeach, let's say. So then he has to bring that wood, um, or the value to pay for that wood, and it goes to Yerushalayim, and that money can be put, if it's money, inside the shofar labeled Eitzim. The basic principle of our Mishnah here, the first part anyways, is that when a person makes a nether and he commits to do something, he has to fulfill what he committed. And to the extent that what he said was a bit ambiguous and it's not clear exactly the quantity he had in mind, so the halacha is he has to bring at least the minimum amount that will conform with the basic understanding of the words that he said. We're not talking about a case where a person said one thing and meant a different thing. We just mean a case where a person was ambiguous in what he said, and therefore his obligation is at least the minimum that will um, make what he said true when he does it. So that being the case, the mission here starts out by saying, Ha'omer harelai eitzim. If a person says, I commit upon myself with the power of a nether to bring logs for the Beis HaMikdash. So then how many logs must he bring, or how much money must he bring to pay for how many logs? Lo yifchos mishnei gizrin. He cannot provide for fewer than two logs. The reason why is because when a person says harelai eitzim, eitzim is plural. So if he says, I'm bringing, I'll translate as logs, for lack of a better translation. Um, so therefore he can't bring fewer than two logs, because if he brought one log, or paid money for one log, then he wouldn't fulfill what he said. He said logs, plural, one log is singular. So that's the point of our mission. But again, I want to emphasize, this is not telling you, this is not saying that if a person wants to bring or contribute wood towards the base of Mikdash, he must only bring no fewer than two logs or contribute amount of money to purchase two logs as a minimum. No, not true. A person could pay one penny towards a log, so he could bring one log if he wants to. It's no problem. But... It's in the Dharam world. If a person commits to bring logs, he must bring at least two logs. Now, in the base of Mikdash, um, the logs were of standard size, the wood that they used on the Maracha, the pyre there on the Mizbeach. Um, They're basically an Amma by an Amma, um, by a little less than an Amma, according to the Rama, anyways. So um, it's the standard size, and that's what he has to provide for if he commits to bring wood. Again, if he commits to bring wood, he has two options. He can bring the actual wood itself or the money to pay for the wood. Um, both are acceptable. If he brings the money to pay for the wood, it can go into the shofar labeled Eitzim. At all events, let's say he's bringing wood, it's important, it's required 
that he relinquish any personal ownership in that wood when he contributes it to the tzibur. And the reason why is because the halacha is that the wood on the mezbeach must be tziburi, communal wood. And if he would bring it from his own personal pocket, it would be something from his own person, and it will be a private offering, or partially private, and that's unacceptable. Okay? Fine. So that's the first, the eitzim. If a person says levona, he commits to bringing frankincense. So frankincense, we said, is an offering. The minimum amount of frankincense that can be brought in an offering is what's called a kometz. And therefore the Mishnah says, lo yifchos mekometz. He can bring no less than a kometz quantity of frankincense. So first of all, how much is a kometz? So the kometz or the kometz is the amount you can hold in your three middle fingers when you make like the uh, Hawaii Aloha sign. Um, so that means it's basically the, si- the size, the volume of your pinky. If you take your right hand and make the aloha, putting your three middle fingers down and your pinky and your thumb up, you can slide in a pinky from your left hand into the gap between those three fingers and the palm of your hand. And that's what we're talking. We're talking about the amount of levona frankincense that would fit inside that gap, basically the volume of a pinky. Um, so again, so the point of information, once again, is not saying a person must bring at least a comet's volume of levona when he makes such a contribution. No, a person could put one shekel in the levona shofar. He could commit harayali to bring one piece of frankincense. Frankincense um, is basically it's sap from a particular kind of tree. It looks basically a lot like um, a, a cross between um, sultanas, you know, like um, yellow raisins and rock sugar. If you've seen fancy kind of rock sugar, they see it in hotels sometimes they put to your coffee. That So it looks kind of like that. It's like the size, typically the size of around and color of little yellow raisins, but it is like hardened sack, which kind of resembles more like sugar rocks, if you see what I'm talking about. In any case, so a person could, each one's called a gargir, like one piece. So a person could commit to bring a single gargir of Lavona. That's not a problem. But if he commits, hooray Eli, I'm committing to bring my, to bring Lavona, since Lavona is offered in a minimum as an individual carbon as one comets, he must bring a comets worth, since that's what he said. Um, otherwise, if he gave just one gargir or whatever it is, then the different gargirim, the different pieces can aggregate, and when they have enough, they can you know offer a Lavona offering, a mincha, on, that, on the Mizbeach. Okay. Third of all, Zahav, a person commits to bring gold. Now, the shot in this Mishnah is that a person didn't say just generically, I'll bring gold, as in like gold bullion. He says, I'll bring, I'll give Harealai a golden coin, a matbea of Zahav. And once it says a golden coin, so then the minimum is going to be the smallest golden coin. And therefore, the Mishnah says, Lo yifchos midinar Zahav. He can't bring less than one golden dinar because the dinar, golden dinar was the smallest of the golden coins. Um, it is uh, it is roughly speaking um, around like nine grams of of gold. Um, so since uh, troy ounce, like a Kruger Rand, is almost thirty two um, grams, you're looking at basically like around like a quarter of a Kruger Rand, if you know what that means. Think of something like along the lines of like a a nickel, but probably a little bit thinner than the nickel, um, or like a ten agora piece, something like that. Okay, but again, a person doesn't have to say that. A person could say that he wants to just donate some money to the container that's for the gold, for the utensils. He can put any amount he wants. And similarly, a person could commit to bring a golden earring, a golden, uh, you know, something the size of a 
chocolate chip, whatever he wants, and it doesn't make a difference. Um, the point is, once he says a golden coin, he's forced, because of the rules of the Dharam, to bring a small gold coin. Next. Now, we said there were six shofros that were dedicated towards Nadava for voluntary offerings, and we said that the, per- the, the proceeds that were collected in these six containers all went to purchase Kate's Mizbeach, Olos that would be burned on the behalf of the Tzibur when the Mizbeach was idle. Nothing was burning on the altar. Um, but, as I mentioned in the previous Mishnah, they actually were labeled six different labels. Um, the first of the six was like Mosar Chatas, the second Mosar Asham, leftover money for that was consecrated to purchase a Chatas, a sin offering, and then you had this leftover change that goes into the container, and similarly for an Asham and so on. So now we're going to discuss that topic. It says, Shishel and Adava, those six shofarot, those six containers that were collecting money, um, that were called for Nadava, voluntary offerings, Nadava Mehayosinba, what do they do with that money? Lokhinba Olos, they would purchase Olos, and Olos is a burnt offering, and Habasar Lashem, the meat would go to Hashem, meaning they burn all the meat of the Ola. We talked about how they rinsed out the intestines first, etc., previously. Va'oros, and the hides, the animal hides, the skin, the, the leather, let's call it, the kohanim, that would go to the kohanim. Uh, you can't burn animal hides in the hair. I mean, you could, but it would stink terribly. And we don't do that. So the animal hides are not offered as an ola. They're given to the kohanim. Which kohanim get it? So the kohanim are divided into 24 groups called mishmaros. And uh, they go in cycle one week per mishmar um, in a 24-week cycle, ignoring the interruptions that happen with the shalash regalim. And then each mishmar is divided into six or seven bate av. Each base of is, let's say, a sixth, maybe a seventh, of the total mishmar, and they people of that base would serve on that day, uh, which means basically speaking, if you just to su- oversimplify here, if you were a kohen, you probably only served in the base of mikdash basically twice a year, um, loosely speaking, because once every twenty-four weeks it's your mishmar, and then only one of the seven days, six or seven days of your mishmar service does does your base of um, do the avoda. But when it's your day, so then all the people of the base of on that day, split all the hides that came from Olos that were offered on that day. That's what we're talking about over here. Now, the Mishnah ends up by saying, we know this halacha from a drasha, Zem Midrash Darash Yehoyada Kohen Gadol. This fellow, Yehoyada, who was the Kohen Gadol um, in the days of Yehoyash, which is, uh, in, you see it in Malachim base. Um, so he was, in Bais Rishon time, he was a Kohen Gadol, and he darshaned um, the Pasuk at, in Vayikra, Perkei, Pasuk Yudtes, 5.19, at the end of when it's talking about the Asham, it says, Asham who, like repeating itself, it shall be an Asham, Asham Asham Lashem, um, for the one who sinned to God. But since it's clear we're talking about Ashamos and being brought for the sake of people who sinned, so uh, Asham guilt, which turns into guilt offering, so um, for the one who's guilty. So... Since it's totally redundant, we understand there's a drasha made here. And we say that the drasha is that it's both asham hu. Asham hu suggests that it, it's going to go to the kohen, like an asham does. The kohenim eat the meat from the ashamos. Whereas it also is asham lashem, it's going to Hashem, which suggests it's totally burned. How do you reconcile is it going to the kohenim or is it getting totally burned? We darshan that a little bit here, a little bit there. As the Mishnah says inside, Zeaklal kol ba mishum chet umishum ashma. Anytime you're bringing a carbon for the sake of some sin or some guilty act, guilt-inducing activity, 
I don't know, that terrible translation. It's hard. There, very, there are six Ashamos for very specific things. Anyways, Yilkach Bo Olos. So then, if you bought, set aside the money for it, and the money can't be used for the specific, this leftover money that you consecrated, that can't be applied now to another Asham or another Chattas, because you can't buy another one, you can't do a voluntary offering like that. So you're left with leftover money. Those Yilkach Bo Olos, you buy holy burnt offerings, Sabasr Lashem, the meat goes to Hashem, Vaoros Lakohanim. And the hides go to the Kohanim. Nimtsu kayam, and therefore you see that you'll be able to fulfill um, both of the mandates of the verse, being both Asham-like, meaning some goes to the Kohanim, and being Lashem, the meat going to Hashem. Um, as the Mishnah says here, Asham Lashem, and Vasham Lakohanim, Vaomer, and indeed that's what the pasuk says in Malachim base, like that brings us Drasha. It says Kesef Asham Bechesef. Chataos lo yuva beis Hashem lekohanim yu. The money that is for Hashem and the money for achatos, which you said is consecrated but can't be brought, lo yuva beis Hashem lo yuva beis Hashem. It shouldn't be brought into the house of God, meaning as bedek habayis. Let the money, which should be you know for whatever the basic English needs, um, to put to its you know whatever it needs, it sees, needs it sees fit. No, it's not bedek habayis. Rather, lekohanim yu has to be done in such a way that the kedusha ends up in the at least partially with the Kohanim, how's that? You bring a carbon, Ola, where everything's burned and it goes to Hashem, as opposed to Bedeka Bias, but there's still something left over, namely the hides, that go to the Kohanim.